0: Hi. Hi! Hey and welcome to Praise Dionysus. Praise, Praise him! him. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. oh! 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 oh, oh. Yeah. oh, 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 oh. Yeah. I dug my keys into oh. the side of his oh. car. <laughs> what, what
1: was that? You were about...
0: I dug my keys into the side I'm just of trying his... to remember, what is that? Is that... My, his... Before He Cheats? Before He Cheats by Carrie Underwood. Right. Yes, <laughs> yeah. It's yes. been in my head recently. Uh-huh. Uh, today, <laughs> we're going to be talking about We Wrote Some Plays by the Essendon Theatre Company. And Bloom by the Melbourne Theatre Company. Ah, uh, two theatrical companies locked in a theatrical war. <laughs> ah!
1: <laughs>
0: Who will win? Not me. There are no winners in theatre. We're all the
1: winners in theatre. That's true. Yeah. We are theatre. We are winners. Mm. Should we
0: move on? Yes. <laughs>
1: Hello James. Hi, Jake. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for coming me? in. Why
0: are you angry at me?
1: Angry at angry you? Angry vibes from you. Oh, sure. Well, you're very perceptive today. Oh I'm no. furious. No.
0: Yes. How are you going? Uh, fine, actually. Um, I'm concerned that you're furious with me? Uh huh. Well, well <laughs> otherwise, I'm fine, and I don't care about your opinion. Oh, how great. about you? Me? Thriving. Really joyous <laughs> inside. <laughs> <laughs> By what metrics? By
1: what metrics? How does one measure joy in any way you want to? In Jennifer Lawrence's. Remember when she played a, a woman that I think invented a mop? <laughs> I didn't I see that movie. I don't
0: remember that. I do remember when she is a clumsy girl that falls over. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. She In her loves life. loves falling over. Yes. She loves to fall over. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I love being on the floor. <laughs> I love being on the floor. It's my favourite thing to do. Uh-huh. I'm on the floor right now. Uh uh-huh.
1: uh-huh. Yeah. So, so, what have you done this week? <laughs> uh, what have I done this week?
0: Um... I have done, not I've done work. I've got to say, Jake, I'm going to say something so crazy to you right now. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? I doubt
1: it, but I'll try my best. I love my job. You love it. I
0: know. I've come around in a huge way to my job. So for those of you listening along at home, I, or on the bus, I don't know where you are. You could be anywhere. A tram, a train, walking. My housemate listens to this on her runs. Oh, right. So that's nice. You could be running.
1: I wouldn't be. You wouldn't be running. I don't run. No, you don't. You don't. And your body thanks you for it. It I
0: does. Think. Why would you do something that makes your body hurt? <laughs> so I. Uh, Why does running make your body hurt? Does it? Yeah. James, it shouldn't. It does. It does. After a while. After, okay. Like I get out of breath and very tired very quickly. Okay, right. Because I'm. Say it with me unfit wow that worked well yeah, done dear. I thought you were going to be really rude for a second I mean that was but also you know, I thought you were going to say fag or something oh along those god lines. do you need to bleep that no I think you were allowed to say it and none of you uh, so what have I done I like work I like my job I love my job yeah I'm, I'm a medical administrator at a public hospital for so them. you're handing out the needles well no no what are you administering? <laughs> I Admi- I'm, ad- I'm no an administrator of information, Jake. It's even cooler. <laughs> yeah, I'm like a receptionist. It's great. I love it. yep, I love the people I work with. I love the nurses. I love the doctors. Mm-hmm. I love talking to the patients. It's amazing. What's your favorite medical TV drama? Uh, scrubs, because I've never really watched many Okay Yeah, why?
1: Do you have an answer for that? I assume you do No, I don't oh. I think for some reason my go-to answer is I had a real, like, red-hot house phase In, like, the beginning of, like oh, totally The yeah, of yeah, house yeah. I really enjoyed mm. Because he's so snarky, but so good at medicine He's so good at medicine and doctoring Yes And he's got that limp He's got that limp It's nice to think, too, that if you're just, like Like, I don't know, mean and sarcastic enough You'll just become good at medicine
0: I guess so Yeah, you go <laughs> Well, you've actually gotta get this thing out of your nose, you bitch. Like that, that's <laughs> what he's like. That's yes. how he talks.
1: <laughs> you've got leukemia, you dumb skank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I needed
0: that, doctor.
1: Um <laughs> yes. Yeah. otherwise I think like the next closest thing is like I really enjoyed watching the resident accidentally when I was at the gym. What's the resident? It's, is that a horror it's movie? Got Matt Jukri in it from the f- fuck is that's not real. From Gilmore Girls. He plays Logan, the second worst okay. boyfriend she has. Okay. And he plays a resident at a <laughs> at a hospital. And I would only watch it at the gym. It would be on mute and there'd be subtitles. And I and I truly liked it so much that I told my cousin to watch it and she did, and I've never seen a full episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it was really good. God, I love the way they look. I love pretending to do the voice I like doing the voices in my head. Wow, I'm a doctor. There were subtitles, today,
1: so. but it just seemed very dramatic, and there were twists and turns, and I'd be on the treadmill, being like, "Oh no!" <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's really funny, Jeff. Sure, but um, yeah, and she loved it. I loved Scrubs. I really loved Scrubs. Uh-huh. Um, you know what Scrubs had that has? You know what Scrubs has in common with Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Star Trek: Strange New Worlds? Oh uh, no! What? They all have a musical episode. Oh god! There okay. we go. There we go. And yeah. I love the Scrubs musical episode. That is great. good. It's great. It's a good one. It's yes. a very good one. Yes, and also that that like the guest star in that is just an amazing Broadway singer of some sort. I can't remember her name. She's like the one that got bonked on the noggin. Yeah, she's like, why are you singing? Was Wait, it, is that what happened to her head? Yeah, she falls... No, she has an aneurysm. Oh, okay. that yeah. is different. <laughs> it <laughs> is different. She falls over in the park, and they okay. find her like like um, JD. She and... just sneezed really hard. She <laughs> so JD and Elliot are having like a lunch in a park, and then JD um, this woman walks behind them and just like in camera, just falls over. Just, like, goes on onto the ground. Oh, no. And then, like, we see from her point of view, everyone singing. She's like, why are you singing? Wait, why am I singing? And then it goes into the whole musical episode, which is really good. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I vibe that. Sure. Welcome yeah. to Z- Sacred <laughs> Z- <Great>. Doctors, <laughs> Nurses, <laughs> Patients, Dead Guys!
1: A great episode. Sure. What did you think of the final <laughs> season that no one likes?
0: Uh, as, do you mean the final season as in the, the weird final season? The final season with Eliza Coop in it. Yeah, so the one where, like, they've just continued on doing I never watched that one. Oh, okay sure. yeah I only watched the, my final season is when JD like officially left the show okay but then I think he comes back for those like weird last season or two with her with I Eliza Coop if that's who I think it is yeah yeah, yeah no. okay sure I never watched those ones
1: sure I really like the Office episodes where Steve Carell is gone I think they're great I've never watched The Office Oh sure Yeah I don't care that much about it And you don't need another person Talking on a podcast About The Office Oh god no Do you you
0: not like Steve Carell? I think he's fine
1: my pal Dominic really loves him. I think he's fine. He seems like a nice person. So why do you like it? Based on all the memoirs I've read, people really like talking to him. Well, oh, that's good. Yeah. I mean, that's a good measure of character from several memoirs. Mm. Yes. Right. Right. <laughs> that's it's it's covering all all hope
0: to be as vouched for yes. in literature. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. So, well, um, I went to a gig on Saturday and then... On, on Friday. And then last night I went to... At, what was it called? It was the Huxleys had a performance night at Abbotsford Convent. Mm-hmm. And we, it was like a, just a bunch of different, like a myriad of performances by different queer artists. And it was fabulous. Um, and it was really fun. Really, really good night. And my favourite performance of the entire night, this woman comes out, or this person with boobs...
1: Okay. <laughs> and I say that because
0: they had. No, that's how I describe people. The <laughs> person with boobs. Um, what was the boob situation like? <laughs> there were two of them. Fully nude, basically. Okay. Wanders out on stage. Move! Cic- <laughs> <laughs> it's Wanda. It's Wanda. She, she is. Um, with a cigarette in one hand, martini in the other, disgusting, horrible fish head. Okay. On her face. On her face. Like a prosthetic mask situation. It like was a convincing a, fish? Well, well, it was either a fish or an alien creature. I couldn't quite figure it out. Okay. And a beret. Okay. And then just stood there and sort of, like, a very, in a way that made us all believe that they were just so bored, performed along to um, Non Genere Greta Rian by okay. Edith Piaf. And sure. it was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. Did she sing? No. No. Lip, like, I would say lip syncing, but there were no lips. Oh. And it was just like every now and again, I'm going to do it for you, Jake. But it's so hard to communicate what this is. But just like, no, glad the hell you Like just the whole time, like just like Frenchly a little, shrugging along. Yeah, Frenchly shrugging, sipping the martini, and then wandering forward with purpose, and then another shrug here and there. It was the most bonkers mm. and wonderful thing I've ever seen. Fantastic, and I loved it. So that's what I've been up to, Jake. This morning mm. I had a morning plate. Oh God, what at is- a cafe. Morning is in M O R N. I was about actually. to ask. Okay, come God. on. A, gr- a grief-stricken breakfast. Yes, just <laughs> felt like it. it was um, <laughs> I was sad. Oh, shopkeeper, <laughs> something terrible's happened. Let me give you a wedge of cheese. <laughs> That's a morning plate. No, it's like yeah, a yeah. peasant's breakfast. It's like. A, a hunk of cheese a bit of bread like some, some pickled vegetables and like a little bit of fish just oh, a yeah. whole variety of that stuff that sounds okay for gut health it was really yum so I'm just giggling because the idea of a peasant's breakfast being
1: something that like a duke could request and they just take like a breakfast off a peasant <laughs> and give it to you <laughs> any particular oh redhead i like a short woman's hat <laughs> a fat boy's goat and, and a, a peasant's, peasant's bre- breakfast <laughs>
0: <laughs> at once my leash? <laughs> The duke demands a peasant's breakfast! The duke demands a peasant's breakfast! <laughs> and the peasants are all really into it. Oh, <laughs> to mine!
1: <laughs> oh, that's a less sad version of that town. I
0: think we need to lean into the joy.
1: Yes, yeah. oh, maybe there's something wrong with the duke, and that's why everyone sort of pities him. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's got a congenital disease. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, no. <gasps> Multiple sclerosis, like Selma Blair. Not just one of them. Oh, several sclerosis. Several sclerosis.
0: No. My name is Sclerosis. Oh God. <laughs> the Duke of this town, and I demand your breakfast. Oh, God. Have you met my twin brother, the other Sclerosis? Together, oh,
1: no. we have multiple
0: sclerosis. <laughs> I want to move out of this town. Yeah, I want to move out of this sad. house. Um, um, what about you, Jake? What have you done this week?
1: Um, I oh, I went to like a standout thing. I guess was I went with. Beautiful New Zealand, man. Mm. We went to a—I think it was called like the Ultimate Showdown, but, but the like ultimate Showdown, like an
0: animation in like I, high school. Y- the oh, Ultimate Showdown maybe? of Destiny. The Ultimate Showdown of Destiny. I
1: feel like there a lot of Ultimate things, almost too many of them for them all to be accurately titled. But this one was the Ultimate Showdown. But the Ultimate was spelled with an A at the start instead of a U because it was like alternative. Oh, that's fun. I don't know if you understand the wordplay. No, I do. You do? Yep. All right, you with me? <laughs> Not that hard. <high. laughs> so, yeah. And it was like the so it was the sort of thing where it's like this man that I went with, he was like, Okay, let's I bought us tickets to this thing, let's just go and I won't tell you anything about it. And then we went and had Japanese food, and then yep. we went to a place, and that what was the place. The place was in I sound like I'm being cagey about it. Yeah. I'm quite sure it was in Brunswick. Quite sure. Quite
0: sure. I'm very You were fucking
1: wasted.
0: <laughs> yes. when, yeah. yeah, yeah. Full
1: on blackout. With <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it just emerged from it like, <gasps> where am I? <laughs> I need a
0: person's <laughs> breakfast. <laughs>
1: Yes, I'm quite sure it was Brunswick. It had that energy about You're it. You're bad at well. judging the northern suburbs, aren't you? Thank you. Yeah. Yes, I am. Uh, and yes, we were there. And then, yeah, it was like it was called The Ultimate Showdown with an A at the start, as I established. And it was like a the final, like the finale of what seemed like it was like an ongoing competition between a bunch of like Melbourne queer performer people. Yeah, cool. Like it's not drag specifically, but it's like... It it seems like the rule is like okay, you've got seven minutes to like do a song or something. It was a pageant. It was, I guess, that's the only way that I can describe it to my brain for it to make sense. But yeah, it was just like there was fifteen of them. They were Hmm. they were the finalists, and they would get up in a row and then perform their thing. And yeah, yeah, and then it was great. It was fun. Um, it was nice to see sort of like, yeah, there's like dirty underground stuff happening and to sort of like be amongst and see the community that supports it and participates in it.
0: Yeah, I saw your post about it and I immediately got FOMO. It looks so much fun. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It was nice. It was even like
1: early on I was like, because I don't, I, I guess I wish I spent more time in those sorts of surroundings and in, in that version of this type of community, And uh, I didn't sort of, like, realise that until, like, there was this part, like, at this moment very early on where I was, like, yeah, standing with New Zealand man. And then this, like, woman came up and she was, like, looking for her friend. And then she was, like, oh, I lost my friend. And I was, like, of course. Like, oh, my God, let's find her. And it was, like, this thing of, like, (laughs) this very unfamiliar feeling of, like, being able to relax. Because, like, with that little exchange that lasted for, like, a minute or so, it was this thing of, like, everyone's very, like, nice to each other. Mm. Like, there isn't this energy that someone's going to be, like, so weird that they get, like, punched in the face.
0: It yeah. wasn't just like
1: that, that pervasive fear that, you know,
0: queer people, you know, are forced to feel. That's, I, funny you mentioned that because when I went to this Abbotsford Convent gig, it was a very similar vibe. But it was also, I think, the crowd that I went to was quite older. Not quite older, like, older crowd than mm. like, at a, at a gig or at a, at a ya-ya's event. Mm. And I felt so comfortable. That's nice. Like, I felt so safe and relaxed. Mm. And just, yeah, I totally get that. So that, go us finding community. Yeah, that's what it's us. all... Hey, what? It's what it's all about. Is
1: that what it's all about? Uh, yeah. If it is, that's a real load off the mind. Sure, then yes, that's what it's all about, Jake. Okay. What do you think Shannon Noel was talking about when he said, that's what I'm talking about? Uh Can you put it in context of the song? So, I don't think it's a song. Oh. I think it's just the name of his debut album featuring such hits as Drive...
0: And what about me? What about me? Um, I think he was saying... I think he was saying all of these songs yes. on this album here. Yes. Now that's what I'm talking about. What? So he's talking about the
1: songs that he sings.
0: I think it's more like, here are the, 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 so these songs. Mm. The message of all these songs. Yes. And what I want to get across to you. Yes. His thesis. That's what I'm His talking about. His thesis for the album. That's what I'm talking about.
1: Okay. okay. Isn't that similar to like writing an essay and being like... It's my thoughts, yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, hey, isn't any way of conveying information or emotion, if you break it down to its core elements, isn't it all the same? Mm -hmm. Aren't we all just biological computers running electrical impulses from our sensory organs? Is this beat poetry? This feels like beat poetry. It's not meant to be beat poetry. And I will not stand for it. You're sitting down. I, d-
1: you I told you. never stand. Hey! Too ugly. Uh, too ugly to stand. I w- go to the gym to watch medical dramas. <laughs> Take that back. <laughs> Rate right your week, Jack. What was it? I'll give it 15. Because, yeah, 15 stars. Because there were 15 stars in that goddamn pageant I went to. And one of them was dressed as a rat. And I loved it. <laughs>
0: Looking. You yeah, heard like it here first, eyes. folks. 15s <laughs> the number to beat. Fifteen is the number to beat. It sure is. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and say that was very good, Jake. That was Thank really nice. you. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say four because that's <laughs> yeah, that's the number of people that came on. I think it were two of them were the Huxleys, and two of them were one of them was those Edith Piaf woman and another person. And they all had giant Elvis cut-out heads on their head. And they just did this great Elvis dance to Viva Las Vegas while they just had giant Elvis heads. I think I got a few photos if you want to see. I will put some time aside to look at those photos, absolutely. So four. Four. Yeah. Mm. Put them together, you get 19. Which is one shy of 20. And in a game of that card game where you don't want to beat 21... Blackjack! Thank you! I was gonna say Blackjack but I wasn't sure. I think I'm sure. <laughs> about it being called blackjack. Great. Well, in blackjack, you don't want to beat twenty-one. So if we were playing blackjack and we yes. got nineteen, it's uh-huh. not too bad. God. Not, not the best though. You could get twenty or twenty-one. That's also true. Should we talk about some theatre? Not that this isn't gripping.
1: I'm still going about blackjack. I am learning a
0: lot, but there we should go. probably talk about some theatre. Right. I guess. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Let's praise Dionysus. Okay. Get praise, him. Pra- praise him. Praise him. Ay ay ay. Oh. Hey
1: there. James. Hi there Jake. Hi um, I went to the Essendon Theatre Company Oh that's exciting.
0: Yeah. I didn't realise Essendon had a theatre company. They
1: have a theatre company Great. Good for, good for Essendon. And just to jump ahead because I got immediately excited when you said that sentence they are like, I think because I, I was invited to this thing that I will get into the details of in a moment uh, because that is the structure of this podcast but my friend Casey Bowen, mm-hmm. she invited me to see this thing that I'm about to tell you about Great. and one of the things that we spoke about like before and after the piece was the fact that like this theatre like the Essendon Theatre Company's theatre that they have there in Essendon which is where it is in the <laughs> yes. theatre company their theatre is like it's this beautiful stage like this standing sort of like proscenium like stage mm. but then in front of it like where the audience is meant to go instead of like audience seats and like a seating bank thing it's like dinner tables oh that's magnificent you sit around dinner tables and you watch a goddamn show. Did you have? Is there the option to have dinner? It's bring your own alcohol, and I think sometimes they feed them. That's I don't know. That's so nice. <laughs> That's so lovely. Yeah, I love that. Super crazy. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know. Again, this is me basing. Yeah, these, I was talking to Casey about it, and yeah, yeah, it seems like it might be like the only one in like. The city or the state or the... I don't know. Like, I've certainly not encountered one outside of, like, a Dracula-style establishment. No, definitely not. And even that doesn't feel like, like, strictly speaking, theatre, where it's, like, (gasps) this company... What are you... How dare you? What? Strictly speaking, in the sense of, like, the other productions that they've done in this arrangement, as they always perform their pieces at this this theatre, is, like, they've done, like, Psycho Beach Party and uh, Death of a Salesman.
0: Oh, and, was that
1: there? Yeah, oh, not the one that I saw. Oh, okay. But they've done Death of a Salesman there. But it was just like the sort of thing where it was like, it suddenly is such like a fertile, exciting place to go into as like a theatre maker and see this space work so like uniquely and wonderfully and warmly. And like all the things that are getting you excited about the idea of yeah. being in an audience, sitting at a dinner table, eating some yeah. chicken, drinking some wine and watching a piece of theatre happen. I don't eat chicken anymore. You, why not? I'm mostly vegetarian. You're mostly vegetarian. Basically, pescatarian. You're basically pescatarian. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you, but go on. That's no, that's important news. And then, uh, yeah, no. So just the idea of like being in a space like that and getting to sit at a table with Casey and watch these things happen—that's so so lovely. Yeah, super duper lovely. So if you're wanting to stage a show, like make a show, and you want people to be like eating dinner while they're watching you, or even just like sitting at
0: tables, talk to the Essendon Theatre Company. If you you want to do a production of Cabaret. Yes. the great spot to do cabaret. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, someone no, no, shut no, up. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm just, I hate myself. I realised that it sounded feeling like an ad for the Essendon Theatre. No, of. it sounds like a really beautiful space. Like what? I, I am, this sounds sarcastic, but like, what are we talking in terms of architecture? Are we talking like like can you liken it to another theatre architect? From the outside? Yeah, okay, I guess so. Yeah, from, both. from the outside.
1: No, from the outside, it could have been like a kindergarten. It could have been okay. like, a, like a, like a, like a, like a, I don't know, chunk of like a public school. It was just kind of like a, like sure. a, a one level wide rectangular brick building. Great. Next to like, like an oval. Because oh.
0: Yeah. the way you said that. Because <laughs> I'm just, in my head, I'm imagining, I was imagining like this gothic or art deco enormous hulking building. For oh, the reason. no, no, quite modest. But then you go Good. inside and no, and like that type
1: of modesty that's very sweet, like almost like, i like the colour scheme of like an RSL's foyer. Yep. Yeah? yeah? I'm with you. I'm Yeah, with yeah. You. Thank you. Super I'm Carry on. it was all very warm. Um, and yes. And I was in Essendon which I still am not clear on the location of. Neither
0: am I. Is that near the
1: airport? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think it's near an airport based on my memory of like looking through the Google Maps. That map sounds way too far away. <laughs> it's... <laughs> planes don't go that
0: far. No, planes don't go that far. No. They, they fall out of the sky. <laughs> um... It's
1: like near Mooney Ponds.
0: <laughs> Which is another suburb that I'm like, I know it's there. It's definitely there. But it's, I, and I know it's not as far away as I think it is. People speak very fondly of Mooney Ponds. They do, they say, uh, but the one thing that everyone who's from Mooney Ponds says about Mooney Ponds, it's not as far as you think. Hmm. I think it's probably pretty far. Yeah, because that's what Yarraville people used to say before people knew what Yarraville was. And Yarraville—it's actually not too far away. Because <laughs> now Flynn used to live in Williamstown, so I, I passed Yarraville a bunch of this times. Random person, he's my boyfriend of the ah. <laughs> the news, the news, <laughs> shocking every time. Do you have like a—is fi-
1: it fifty-first dates? Is that the? Yes, yeah. no, but we've discussed the inherent darkness of that plot. Quack quack. Um <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Yes. yeah. I'm yeah. gonna
0: bonk you on the head so you forget everything, <laughs> Um like that woman from Scrubs. No, Flynn used to live in Williamstown, so I used to go uh, past Yarraville all the time, and it's not that far away, which Mm -hmm. is in comparison to Moody Ponds, which I think (laughs) is far away, which is near Essendon, which is where you saw this play, which was... It's called,
1: we wrote some plays, exclamation mark. (laughs) Yes, punctuation (laughs) is important, and we need to acknowledge it. Yes, so it was like three... The, at, the, at some point in the recent past, as in the, like Theatre Company ran a workshop for playwrights to write plays. Mm. And then this is the staging of three short plays that were like created in that workshop by oh, three great. people. And yeah, so I was like there and watched these three plays happen in front of That's me. That's so nice. At a goddamn table. Can't get past oh, it. My God, how really big is the, the table? How many people could sit around the table? Is I, it I, a circular, circular a, table? No, it's like rectangles. Rectangles. Yep, And they're pointed like
0: perpendicularly at the stage. Oh, so they're all in line with each other. No, that's not perpendicular. <laughs> perpendicular it's... with the stage means like they're like a right angle.
1: Just in terms of like the angularization of the tables themselves, the tabular arrangement.
0: Yeah. <laughs> do I need the... to do a, do a social dance? Perpendicular <laughs> doesn't perpendicular mean that they're like in line with the the actual line of the theater? That's the stage. Is that parallel? You're thinking. No, of? parallel. Oh yeah, parallel is, is parallel is like train tracks. Oh, it's so perpendicular. perpendicular is... is, like a right angle. Oh, so they're literally like down the barrel. In terms of, like, the, the arrangement
1: of them just as rectangular tables, so it's like, you know how the vampire sits at the head of the table? Yes. And the you... wife vampire sits at the other end of the table? Yes. Yes, so the, the wife vampire would have her back to the stage. And you, if and you push the, pushed pushed the, the vampire... table to the stage, you would crush the <laughs> wife vampire. <laughs> if you pushed it real... Yes, but she would stop it and then throw the table <laughs> aside <laughs> and then just start slapping. Yeah, and then
0: Van Helsing comes in. <laughs> of course! Yeah, Hugh Jackman. Great yes, movie.
1: Yes, so Yes. So we're sitting at tables. I'm on the right. Irrelevant doesn't matter. Okay. I went into this trip to Essendon... I was ready for this trip, like I was ready for when I went to see the the naked magicians in East Ringwood. You were ready to like pack your little picnic bag and yeah, yeah, your rucksack. Just because I, that was the only image that I had recently. It's like, and it was really like a real unpacking of what trauma is in the first place. I was ready to have to go on like a bushwalk to get to this thing. Yeah, that's what. Okay. And again, wasn't that far away. Yes. <laughs> just there isn't (laughs) it yeah okay so the first of the plays so yeah they're all like 45 minutes ish each Uh, the first one is Between Life and Death it was directed by Shabana Sebastian and it was written by Angelo Snell lovely who's also in the show and it's yeah two what seem like very sad parents for some reason (laughs) and the set itself for the most part is the, the bedroom of their son and uh, it's just sort of showcasing the fact of, like, the son being quite distant from the dad. And the dad kind of, like, trying pathetically to connect with his son. Oh. And then the mother being, like, very almost suspiciously upbeat. But, <laughs> uh, but I don't blame her for anything. Did, is it revealed why saw so fish? <laughs> she didn't kill anybody. No, okay, No, sure. unless there's a sequel coming. I hope so. Um, yeah, no. No, but yeah, the, the mother being played by Emily Good. Yeah, it was kind of, I don't know, the, the strong woman trying to hold his family together. I see. But yeah, but yeah the, the the crux of the piece is yeah, Angelo, who's also the writer of the show. Oh, yeah. So Angelo wrote Between Life and Death, and he's also playing Julian, kind of like the, the, the misunderstood, like, late teen person. Oh, he's the child. Yes, yes, yeah, and wants to be a dancer, but no one's taking it seriously, and there's all of these sequences throughout it that he does with Alyssa Campania and they, yeah, they dance around with each other, and it's oh. like, with, uh, like, choreography by Emily Zumstein, and yeah It's it's really nice And it was like The choreography as well Was like It was balletic But also kind of like weird Like there were weird Like corners to the movements And strange Ooh. like Contemporary flourishes Where they like Run their feet up the wall
0: Ooh, It was nice Oh that sounds
1: nice It was also And, and uh, two moments Really stuck out to me In the show One like There's a death in it I'm not going to spoil it Stop case, it In case, you know In case Angelo Wants to take it on the road Or something Oh my god um, But yeah There was Something that I find <laughs> I've been to a lot of <laughs> I'm not to say, I've been to a lot of funerals And I have. And it's not... Got nothing to do with all the Stop. murders. Ring no. the
0: bragging bell, someone. <laughs> yes. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I've been to a, a fine number of funerals. Okay, show off. <laughs> a fine number. I've been to <laughs> the perfect amount of funerals. <laughs> Don't be jealous. One more? Too many. <laughs> One less? Not enough, mate. <laughs>
1: Stop it, and worry, you'll kill someone with, like, a law <laughs> of attraction. No, but, yeah, but something that was, yeah, at least for me, really stuck out as a, as a moment of, like, tragedy was... I always find one of the hardest things about like being at a funeral and like experiencing a funeral is like I don't know it's like the eulogies and stuff are sad, Mm. but I find somehow most often what is sadder is like seeing the faces of the people listening to the eulogy and seeing the way that they get upset. Yeah, and uh, that was just yeah, there was just like like a like a heartbreaking moment in this show that that had that experience. Oh god, which was sad. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, that was sad. And then a moment. what a moment <laughs> indeed <laughs> To be able to get across Through theatre Joe <laughs> Yes And I just want to point out One other second Like yeah Another another moment that happened too Was like just watching Angelo Like being by himself In his bedroom And uh, like Thinking about his dance dreams And doing his little dance In his room Like wanting to be good at dancing I just really related to like the, I don't know the, the the solitary experience Of being like a like an artist That mm. wants to do something And even like even in, like, legitimately sort of, like, kind of, like, pursuing and, like, kind of getting somewhere in, like, Mm. an artistic realm, so much of it is spent by yourself. Yeah. And so much of that time spent by yourself, I don't know, can be, like, so full of, like, doubt and uncertainty and, like, self-loathing and, like, self-cruelty. Totally. And, and, I don't know, hope, but then also, like, embarrassment at your hopefulness. All that type of thing. And I feel like this, like, to incorporate it in, like the beautiful dancing and also like the text but also just like in Angelo's body and the way that he inhabited the space especially when he was by himself yeah it really made that sort of thing evident and it was like yeah a thing that I enjoyed and just
0: appreciated seeing that would have that would have moved you I think it did a little yeah yeah Um, (laughs) it would help if you were more likable that could be part of it what would make what easier you wouldn't have to be so alone I think oh right yes if I weren't so repulsive yeah yeah people would stick around for a bit longer Uh, oh yeah (laughs) yeah they'd stick around for a bit uh Huh. I mean, we can't, we can't do that much. Uh, not, we're not miracle workers.
1: Thank you for that, James. <laughs> it's always good to talk to you about things. The <laughs> second show that happened... <laughs> don't sing softly to yourself <laughs> as if it will soothe me out of my rage. <sighs> uh, the second of the short plays that happened was The Worst Thing Is by Mel Forge. What is The Worst Thing? Um, The Worst Thing overall? Yeah. Probably In- the Holocaust. I was about to go genocide. Um... Which which is not a good idea for a forearm tattoo. <laughs> I what um I'm not sure. Maybe my description of this play will help you answer that question, I'm not sure. Yeah, we talked excited but, to hear. Yeah, so it was directed by Casey Bowen, my pal. Oh sure. Um yes, so it was nice to get to sit next to the director. Oh someone yeah, that, that I care about actually yes. at the table. At the table with me. She was That's beside so me. That was me and like these two women that I had no idea who they were. That's the magic of watching theatre at a dinner table at random. Because you don't necessarily know all the people around you. So it's perpendicular to the stage. Yes. <laughs> Which means that it's at a right angle And there was like this my, like, You might relate to this as a medical administrator mm. The administratory part of my mind Was like as we walked in The the, the, the lovely woman at the, the, the front desk thing While Casey was inexplicably holding a baby She doesn't what? have a baby But she did in that moment She did
0: uh-uh. We can't get hung up on okay. the strange baby <laughs> well, Bring up the baby <laughs> Don't bring up a strange baby if you don't want to get caught up on the strange baby. So she was holding this baby. The baby kept staring at me with malice. (laughs) It
1: knew. It knew. I had this weird experience yesterday at work while I was waiting tables. This baby, this great baby, and I don't give a shit about babies. Great baby. (laughs) (laughs) It was the best baby. The best baby you've ever seen. (laughs) I've never done a Trump. (laughs) No, shockingly, it wasn't great. Wasn't bad. (laughs) Mine.
0: it. It was amazing.
1: Really good work James. Yeah thanks so much <laughs> Um yeah Locked eyes with this baby And I was like I'm into this baby This baby's cool Baby don't say you're into the baby
0: I'm mean, into the baby <laughs> it was That's a sort of... consorting No in the way
1: of like For some reason They felt like there was This strange connection And it was like If these parents inexplicably Were like These tacos are so good We want to give you our baby And I again Don't want one I'd take it You fully <laughs> Jacob the baby I did not Jacob the baby I have have no werewolfy and romantic feelings for this baby. It sounds like you do. I do not think I'd be defending myself in this way today, but no. It was just one of those moments where it's like, I don't know. I feel like a
0: a lot of my, like, woman pals are having this moment where they have this, they're having this, like, awakening thing of, like, maybe I want a baby. Oh, I gotta tell you, yeah, there's more and more I'm running into the situations where I'm in a a social circle and people are like, do you want to see a photo of this baby my my brother had, or my baby, or this brother? It's like, Babies everywhere. Babies everywhere. Yes. Like, well, I'm scared now <laughs> Of babies In case the babies decide to unionise or well, something Well what if they that, If there's a lot of that going around I don't know if you've heard That's true And I love that you seem to have the energy Of someone that wants to stomp it bunker out Bunker busting Bunker, bunker bust. busting? Union busting What's bunker busting? Bunker busting is when you have like a, It's like a It's an explosive that b- goes down And busts a bunker Oh, like you you toss a grenade into a like yeah a exactly. I, I misspoke. I meant to oh, say oh, is that a real thing? Busting yeah. Oh okay, bunker busting.
1: Oh, so I've just never been to war, so I don't know those sorts of terms. You're not missing out. Thank oh, god.
0: <laughs> so you love this baby? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're like three. Inceptions. Oh, you, you that baby? Yes. <laughs> okay, you love the baby because we were talking about babies because she was holding a weird baby. So, so Darcy. Is holding a weird baby. Casey is, Casey holding, is holding a Casey weird is baby. holding
1: someone else's baby. Mm-hmm. She's on my right. <laughs> on my left, this is a flashback to me walking into the theater. Is the woman that's like ticking off my presents? You know, presents with a C at the end. No, I I didn't, gotta, bring, I didn't bring any gifts,
0: <laughs> which everyone talked about.
1: What a faux pas.
0: What a fucking loser.
1: <laughs> and, but yeah, no, part of having to like check me in was like working at which table I was going to sit at. And that seems like if you were like running the Essendon Theatre Company, or at least like the box office portion, or the administrative like ticketing person, Maybe. it's like you're like planning a wedding every performance. That's fun. Who's going to sit next to each other? And how do you can't put them? Melanie Next to Jethro They've got a past So the worst thing is Begins so That's remembering the play, yes. That is the title Of the short yes, play Yes that, that, that I was, was very funny For a second yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Written by Mel Forge Directed by Casey Bowen Mel is in the show As well as Sophie Stewart It's a two hander and it's delightful. It begins with Sophie coming out and telling us about like this terrible day that she's having, and it's immediately obvious, as it can, like comes to be the case for the two of them, they're just sort of comfortable on stage. Oh. It's like just nice to... and it's it, like the show itself is largely like, apart from a few brief exceptions, it's just like monologues back and forth between the two of them, mm. which is a very confident thing for any sort of playwright to think that they can get away with doing. Yeah. Um. Even before you get actors involved, which is great. And something too that I yeah, brought up with Casey after watching it was like there was something really impressive about the way that like Mel Forged, like it makes sense that Mel was really comfortable with the words because she wrote them mm. but it was like for Sophie to begin the show and throughout it also seem equally comfortable with the text that she was handling like it, it, it could it, it was very very much the thing of like it was it would have been impossible to tell which of these people had written this show oh. because it fits so naturally in both of their mouths. What a credit to them. What a credit to them. That's so nice. <laughs> yes. Yes, and it comes about that Sophie's character is like a very like young woman and gets diagnosed with bowel cancer Oof. and then like you know death seems like it's looming and at the same time at the beginning of the show too, Mel's character debatably like accidentally takes too much wine and drugs at the same time.
0: So it's like... And... What do you mean, and? And then... (laughs) What do you mean, and then? Like, does she spend the play being, like, whiny and drunk? No, no, but that does sound exhausting. Yeah. And a little engaging. Yeah, that's why... No, no, so that's kind of the, the instigating
1: event for the two of them. It's like one is sort of, like, getting a precarious cancer diagnosis, and the other is... In the aftermath of like a lot of like job uh, disappointment and a, like a maybe suicide attempt. Yep. Okay. And I'm then they sort of find each other through just being in the same apartment building and the two of them needing somebody. And that cyclone births this very like interesting, like I don't know,
0: kind of like loud, angry friendship that they Great. both seem to need at the time. Great. I like that. It's, it almost reminds me of um my my year of rest and relaxation. In what way? It's just too. Is funny. that a book? It's a book. Yeah. Soon to be. A Is movie. it just a book? Oh, oh, that's why I'm confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. to be a movie. Yeah. Um, I think it's being directed by Yorgos. What's his name? I don't know, the but I know... Who did The Favourite and... Right. And... Lobster. Oh, Killing of a Sacred Deer. Uh, I believe so, yeah. Uh, Maybe. That movie's so good. I've never seen that one. Oh, mate. Get there. You love a sacred deer? You love watching her get killed. Oh, no. Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Colin Farrell. That's all you need. Oh, Colin Farrell is one of Yorgos' favourite actors. Well, good choice. Three of his movies.
1: Oh, right. Because he turned into that lobster that time
0: I guess so? With Rachel Weisz! I never watched all of that. Ah, it did and Olivia get Olivia Coleman. Also Olivia Coleman. Who are both also favourites of Yorgos. They're in the favourite. <laughs> One of my favourite movies. The third
1: play in this series of three plays. Yeah, go on. Unless you had more things to say about Yorgos.
0: Oh, yeah, I always do. But no. Are you gonna watch the new Wes Anderson movie? No, Wes Anderson makes me seasick. Same, but I think I want to see him do this alien thing. This sounds funny. Do this alien thing. Yeah, because I've seen so many people like make mock-ups of like, what if Wes Anderson directed like an alien movie, and then he's actually gone ahead and just made one, hasn't he? Oh, okay. So I'm excited to see it. Okay, well you'll have to let like yeah, let me know what it's like. Oh, you know I will.
1: (laughs) Oh, my opinions are burdensome, and I make them so. Oh, I dare say I shall be telling you. And the third and final piece of this trilogy of short new plays was called Gary. With two R's, that matters to me. That's great. Why are you laughing at the name? I just think that's a great name for a
0: play. Gary. Yeah? I just love it. What? Because what do you imagine it is? I don't... got. I've got no idea, but I just think it's... I just think Gary is a funny name. Oh! (laughs) Sorry, Gary! (laughs) Hey! (laughs) No! Yeah, that would be Gary.
1: (laughs) Written by Audrey Farthing, and she also directed it. And it's... Noir! Oh yes, yes. bitch! <laughs> Do you have a resonance with like film noir? That whole thing. I
0: watched Chinatown in high school and loved it. From um, your house with binoculars? No, it was China- <laughs> <laughs> the movie Chinatown. We had to watch it for school, which is not. Is that the one with like a paedophile in it? Ah, it's the one. Spoiler alert for a movie from the sixties, I think, because <laughs> um, it's not technically a noir film. It's filmed in the style of noir, but it wasn't made at the same time as like original noir films. Okay, um, but yeah, it's got Jack Jake Nicholson. Jack Nicholson? Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson, thank you. Um, and yeah, it's all about like uh, him like getting on this case for this broad and figuring out what's going on. It turns out, spoiler alert for Chinatown, that her father, I seem to recall, uh, sexually assaulted her and then she gave birth to his child. So like, this girl they're trying to find, there's this one famous scene towards the end of the movie where like, Jack's slapping her to try and get the information out of her, and she's like, She's my daughter! She's my sister! She's my daughter! She's my daughter and my sister! Oh, that does sound overwhelming. And then the movie ends with the famous line, which I use all the time, and no one seems to know where it's from, because <laughs> I'm a genius. Um, like, Jay, like I, th- I think, seem to recall, she, the main broad either dies, or like they're unable to serve justice, and she gets taken away by her father. And Jack's like, Oh, I could have saved her. And then someone says, forget it, Jack. It's Chinatown. Oh. Yeah, and that just means, like, forget it. You're not going to be able to fix it because that's just how the things work around here.
1: Whenever you said that, I thought you were quoting the Hangover Part (laughs) 2. We have different frames of (laughs) reference. Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. Okay, mm. sure. Um, I thought it was funny, just to backtrack a couple of sentences. Funny that you warned people about a spoiler, but not mentioned a sexual assault.
0: Hong Hong! <laughs> I'm the late uh, content warning goose. Yeah, sorry, I shouldn't.
1: <laughs> the lateness of the goose is winning me over to the content <laughs> warning goose. <laughs> yeah, the
0: content warning goose is never on time. I like that it's late. He always rushes, like, Hong! Hong! I'm glad so good! That's the content warning goose, everybody. If you've heard him, rewind and skip that bit. <laughs> So Warwick Smith is a man
1: the- Good for Warwick I misspoke, he's man The name of the character is Man Because oh. that's an artistic flourish you're allowed to make And then Louisa Romeo or Romeo I don't know, but i like both
0: versions of that surname Yeah, Romeo's gorgeous and Romeo's romantic
1: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> What? It's a response I'm... Oh, making. I hate
0: the way you talk What? What's na- that, baby? My voice <laughs> <laughs> <were> I'm Marilyn Monroe <laughs> <Ooh, laughs> Diamonds, Mr. President. <laughs> Happy
1: birthday Day. to you. This is a really good impression. <laughs> I don't know. Something about still not being able to get through all of blonde because it's too overwhelming means that I'm uncomfortable with the idea of in any way mocking Marilyn Monroe. I'm not mocking her, she's no, a a woman. That's just a sensitive
0: hey, Mr. President, I <laughs> love diamonds. I've I love diamonds. Do you know about Pythagoras' <laughs> theorem, Mr. President? Ooh. It's how you find the longest
1: side of a triangle. Ooh. Did she famously know the Pythagoras' theorem? No,
0: but I think it's funny in this version if we do the, the dumb bimbo voice, but she's actually really smart. <laughs> smart enough to know Pythagoras' yeah, theorem. Yeah, back then
1: that was a big deal. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Yeah. When do you think Pythagoras came up with the theorem? My
0: favourite movie is Oppenheimer. Ooh, I preferred Oppenheimer to Barbie. Ooh, Mr. President. Ooh, i become Death the Destroyer of Worlds. Ooh. So One of my favourite memes of all time yes. is, is, it's like a text post and it's just like, Mr. Oppenheimer, your invention, Japanese Mega Killer 3000, was used in an unexpected way. Huh. Magnificent. That's funny. He shouldn't have made the bomb, he's a bad man. Is he? I think he's a bad man, you made a bomb. What if it's the bomb that's going to stop the Holocaust? Did it? Not this time. No. <laughs> so, so he just killed more people. So Audrey Farthing that's wrote funny. and directed
1: a short play called Gary. As established It was (laughs) Noir in tone I guess it's a genre Yeah Noir is a genre Noir is the genre Yes And also Do you mean like
0: There was (laughs) a broad
1: Yes (sighs) Absolutely The opening line might have been There was a broad Yeah totally Absolutely Obsessed I'm also now realising that Noir If this helps clarify anything Might be the sound That a person would make When they make a kissing sound If they don't have both lips
0: no <laughs> Shame. What I was gonna say noir was what you say when you're Australian and not really interested in something. No nah. No nah. <laughs> <laughs> Noir.
1: These are both really good at helping to clarify this for people listening. So man
0: is a character in the play called
1: Gary, which is a noir hit. <laughs> yes, and Louisa, Romeo or Romeo plays not woman,
0: but women. The character's name is women? Yes. Or? <laughs> okay. You're disinterested. No, no, no. She was playing yes. women or multiple women? Yes, yes. Multiple
1: women. Yes. Like the ones in Greta Gerwig's oh, women. So the
0: character's name is not
1: women? Uh, it is. In terms of the way that it is listed in the program.
0: Fuck you, Jake.
1: But okay. she plays a number of characters. Okay, all right. What have I missed? Something? No, no, no. You're just. I think you're being on purpose. No, never. No, I would never do that. Uh-huh. No, I was busy giving you an example of women being in a film to help you understand the concept of <laughs> women. <are> multiple brides, <laughs> like in *Greta Gerwig's Little Women*. Okay, good. Okay, so <laughs> again, never seen it. <laughs> but yes, no. So this man is running a detective agency. He has one of now my favourite set design choices. In an unironic way, obviously. I'm so It's excited. like a freestanding blind. Yes! You know, like horizontal... Venetian, bl-
0: like, the, not Venetian. The, um, uh, the
1: horizontal, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all parallel. Slap like lines. Those, like, plasticky sideways things. And you can, like, bend them to peek out and yes, spy on your neighbour. and neighbor. they
0: cast film noir-style shadows across people. It's, it's that. Yes.
1: St- like, on a frame. So it's just, like, freestanding, like, just off centre in the middle of stage. Oh, that is slay Oh my god! And there's a moment where one of Louise's woman characters like looks out through <laughs> one of the blinds, Cam, and it was truly yes, magnificent. It was like
0: bliss. It was they like, said, oh! they said, we know the one set piece we need to make this work, and they were right. They were right. They were right. I love that already. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Did Did I, you just... I was into it. <laughs> Did yeah, I apparently. just what? Have an orgasm? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm having a guzzi right now. <laughs> Uh, but yes, no, but this man is trying to solve a mystery. He has this wonderful the first woman character we meet is his like receptionist oh, and she classic. is like she's wearing these like charactery glasses and is bringing in tea at some point. So that's a Does thing. he smack her on the bum? No, no. Oh. He would never. He's a man. <laughs> yeah. And then um in what then becomes to be a very impressive device throughout I think, Louisa leaves and then comes back in in a slightly different costume with a slightly different voice. And is like a different character all of a sudden. So she comes in and she does she's very good at accents, this lady. Oh, you already know I'm into this. Oh my god. You'll be especially into this woman that comes in and she's like, "Ah, Ha! I need help
0: to find a man Does she have a big hat? She does. Did she have a big hat on? She doesn't have a big hat. Come on! But that voice has a big hat on. That voice has a big hat. (laughs) Yes. Oh, Mr. Inspector.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I just can't find. (laughs) (laughs) It's been missing for days (laughs) Please please help me, Mr. I'm just so Something something told me she was trouble But I couldn't resist I need you
1: I don't have a magnifying glass of my own
0: I could see a hat where the hat was not Yeah, that's magnificent <laughs> Yes That's a great device. And then she I assume, just came on Throughout the show As multiple different characters Yes, she Obsessed. goddamn did Magnificent Comes in, leaves Comes back as the receptionist She's like, oh This tea's getting
1: cold Leaves and There's like other stuff That occurs <laughs> Okay <laughs> And then <laughs> I don't know, like, There was a lot of like Little comedy things That I was like, giggling so much about This detective comes in Of course It is still Louisa Right <laughs> she's wearing like A trench coat And she, like the first thing she does Is deliver what feels like Like a two minute little speech About how much she loves Donuts <laughs> Just <laughs> like, because it feels like it's gonna like eventually like lead into like in a normal time frame lead in. This is me explaining comedy to you. Thank you. It feels like after the first couple of times of like, do you know the thing about donuts? I love them. And it's like you think it's gonna turn into like, but the thing about donuts is they've got a hole, and your story is full of holes. Oh, Jake, that's really good. But instead of turning that corner, it's just like another thing about donuts. <laughs> I love how glazy they can be. I love anyway. When- <laughs> <laughs> Furthermore, donuts also remind me of <laughs> other times I've eaten donuts. Here's a list of times I ate donuts. <laughs> I need
0: to see more work by these people.
1: <laughs> it was just a really That's great really time. That's fun. Yes. No. And of course, at the end, there was like a dark twist. Quack quack. quack. And yeah, but yeah, and it, which like like neatly sort of like contextualizes the whole thing. But yeah, it was just yeah, it was nice. Well, it was goofy
0: and I liked the goofy. can I make a guess you don't need to confirm or deny okay great go ahead my guess is that I, w- I would want the twist to be that was it Louisa is that the act- actor, actor's name yep. yep that Louisa has not been playing different people this whole time mm. and it's just actually the one mastermind playing all these different roles in this detective's life to keep him off track ah that's my theory Interesting. Nod or shake your head at me and so no one can see. I will do this with my head, but it's irrelevant. I'm just oh, showing you- th- just Oh, he's ways. nodding and shaking his head. Oh, he's nodding and shaking his
1: head. I can move my head in It's not confirming or denying anything at all! Yeah, sorry to flummox you like that. DWATS! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and it, they, that does bring me to the point too. It was like it was interesting to see like this, yeah, collection of like very, very new, young works, and for them to all be so dark,
0: quack, <laughs> quite quack, quack. Oh, that's great! It was fun. To, 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 I'm p- done with happy work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think these people might be too. Good. I want yeah.
0: more grim, depressing, serious stuff.
1: Yeah, out in Essendon, they're, they're speaking the truth. We <laughs> got to move to Essendon, Jake. We do. It's it's yeah dreary out there oh. in terms of the art, but you know maybe in there is the hope. Forget it, Jake. What? It's Essendon.
0: <laughs>
1: Rolls off the tongue um, I've um, been through Moony ponds. <laughs> well I guess Essendon is an anagram of Nod sense
0: <laughs> It was nonsense the way that I had Been through Mooney ponds. <laughs> Essendon was always further than you thought it was But not as close as you wanted to be <laughs> Ah uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> All I do is say facts. <laughs> um, the elephant's yeah. gestational period is about two years.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I super enjoyed my time at, 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 at this at this theater. That sounds lovely. really great. That sounds really fun. Yeah, i what a like a fun initiative and what a cool way to get a bunch of people making new work together. And oh, I, I, yeah, I, I I'll definitely like spend the next couple of weeks thinking about like what is like the perfect show to like stage. Like is it. Uh, At At a a place where it's like this this big, beautiful proscenium thing, Mm. and then in front of it is just like a smattering of tables, all arranged vampirically. My
0: brain does go to cabaret. Like, that does... I'm sorry to be that gay that goes to cabaret. Well, but what would that change about the way that you do cabaret? Well, I mean, it would be, rather than like a stage show of cabaret, it would be an actual interactive dinner performance of cabaret. And how would that change cabaret for you? I think it would make it more immersive in terms of like, I would be an actual guest at the the Kit Kat Club you know like but what about the parts of cabaret that aren't at the Kit Kat Club well that's the thing you then like set that up as like some sort of show within a show make it like a fun scene with like all the actors sort of like lounging around watching the scene as it takes place because there's no nowhere in Berlin you can get away from the prying eyes Mm -hmm. I think that's well, there was a moment during
1: one of the sad parts of the first show, Angelo's mm. show, where one of the characters came and sat at our table with us. Oh, yeah! Oh. Well, I was just about to say, wouldn't it be great
0: if, like, they came out and did, like, like, if the MC did one of his fun, ridiculous songs with the monkey, perhaps, on one of the tables? Like, just came up onto one of the tables. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be great. I'd be What's a
1: that. terrible show that it would be, like, the worst idea to stage it like, at, like a, like, a dinner table theatre? Parade. Par- I think, like, <laughs> I think, like,
0: You don't know this man...
1: <laughs> oh, the food! Oh, the yeah. In my head, they've got to be having food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking too about like, and I don't think this is how Essendon runs their situation. Um, I'd suggest they shouldn't. The the, the idea of like, if it's like a like a three course meal, and yes. you're, you're watching this show. And for some reason they want to paste the food So it doesn't really, like, it doesn't come out at an interval or anything It's like, there are parts of the show where you just sort of like See this curtain come aside <laughs> And the, the waiters come out with like the You know when people order like nachos at gold class? Yes it's like, And it's like, sorry, sorry excuse me, sorry, sorry, sorry
0: Yes, are these your nachos? <laughs> no, I didn't order nachos <laughs> What did you order? Can I order nachos? No, it's too nice. late. <laughs> I don't take orders I just, I just bring the, nachos. the nachos <laughs> These I, nachos are really hot, can I please put them down? <laughs> I ordered the nachos <laughs> Me over here, I'm three rows over. Where are you? What that is <laughs> it? Say the letter. I don't know, you directed me to my seat. I can't remember everybody's seats, man. Just <laughs> throw them, just throw the notches. So oh, I'm not gonna throw the notches. All
1: of them at once or one at a time. I can't.
0: I it. <laughs> you choose whatever's more logistically makes sense. Sit down! <laughs> <laughs> That's the person on stage <laughs>
1: <laughs> But just the idea of Yeah having to do it Like a stage Like a big stage production Like how do you choose What parts of the show Are the ones where it's okay To interrupt by putting down Like a
0: lamb shank <laughs> Well When we When we, you and I used to work At a theatre bar Yes We would time like Before the interval started You would have to shake All the cocktails For like people who had Pre-ordered their Fucking little cocktails To save time you To save get stuck t- in the t- My god do you want to do it One cocktail now One for the interval mm. Oh I'll do that That sounds fun It saves time saves time <laughs> (laughs) Fuck off. So, (laughs) shake, shake, shake the cocktails. But you couldn't do it during a quiet time so you would learn when the loudest and latest song is or whatever was going on. The loudest and latest scene. And then shake, shake, shake. So I imagine it would be a similar thing. Yeah. You would like learn when like, I don't know, would you want to do it when the loudest part of the show is? this is
1: the description you need to choose. Yeah. Because like, I feel like there's no level of, maybe there is a level of loudness where you won't, be distracted by- but is that undermining maybe one of the strongest parts of the show? Like you can't do it during like the kick line because you don't think anyone will hear you plonking the plates down because then you're undermining the kick line. What if
0: you do like- what if you come out and you blow a whistle and everyone just has to stop? You can just von trap it. Every time somebody wants a meal. Like it's a la carte the entire time. <laughs> oh, can I get the chicken strips? Yeah. Okay, can I get the chicken goujons? Please. Thank uh, you so much. Can you... I? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. He's ordered the chicken goujons. <laughs> okay, well, I think we solved it. This was a fruitful conversation. <laughs> um, we wrote some plays, and we t- 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 spoke about some plays. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cleanly said. Nailed it. Yes. First try. First take. Fantastic. Hi, Jake. Hello, James. Um, I, too, went to a theatre company. Ooh. <laughs> to see your show? Great. The Mine was for that. <laughs> Thanks. No worries. <laughs> Do we need to sync up again? Sorry, this is my first conversation. Three, two, one, zero. zero. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the same thing. Um, I went to see Bloom at the MTC. You saying blue or bloom? Bloom as in a flower blooms. Okay, like Leo Bloom. From the producers? From the producers! <laughs> the producers! So yeah, went along to see Bloom. Yes. Yes. Um, with Flynn, my partner of two years. I just found out about this, Thank yes. you so much. It's a shock to us all. Mm-hmm. Um And yeah, I knew going in that I was going to cry. Because? So Bloom is a musical. It's an original Australian musical written by Tom Gleisner. Oh, fun. Who he also... He's... he's mm, on. Are you Yeah,
1: he's, oh. is he the judge from Thank God You're Here? Uh... Oh, actually, you know what? I think he was, but I can't like the, have remember. you been paying attention guy? He is, yes. That's that guy? And he also
0: wrote The Castle. He wrote The Castle? Yeah, right? Why does he not bring that up all the time? It'll be the only thing I ever speak about. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. What the fuck? I know, it's the vibe of the thing, Your Honour. Where's that musical? Where's The Castle musical? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Has it never been a play before? I don't actually know well, I'm ready for it to be a musical Just because I'm ready for the number About like the Serenity in Bonnie Dune And it just being the loudest number in the whole show Do you think they open with that? No 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 They would open with um, the castle Like Every man has a castle And this house is my home Like that would be it You know <laughs> You don't think that would be the scene Where we're sort of like Getting to know more about like The, the man Like the Michael Caton character No because I think the entire point of the story is It's all about the home The castle Mm. So it has to be the introduction of... It would be like the opening of Next to Normal when it's all like... All the characters getting introduced one by one as they wake up and start going through their house, the castle. Like, I'm going to put this in the pool room. I'll keep it nice and bright. Like, that sort of <laughs> stuff. You know, uh, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. I'm just
1: wanting there to be, like, a good morning Baltimore. And in my mind, you do be like, that. The serenity of this town is what keeps the sure. people but, moving. Dune, they go to
0: Bonnie Doon for, like, one scene <laughs> yeah. later in the movie. So it can't oh, okay. be the opening. Oh, do they not live in Bonnie Doon? No, they live in um, Bonnie Dune's where they go, How's the serenity? Bonnie Dune's like, where their, I oh. think their holiday home is. Sure. Yes, I, they go up there and it's just like full of loud speedboats and noise. I
1: always got too bored
0: of the castle to finish watching the castle. Derek dug a hole. Derek did
1: dug a hole. That would be
0: his <laughs> entire contribution to the opening number. it be like all these big, and then like this big fanfare and build up to him. He'd come in with a spade and be like, I dug a hole. Good God. Is, there, is the, are the hole like a metaphor? No, I think he, I actually can't remember why he dug the hole now. Tell him he's dreaming. That would be another number. It would be like a list of all these things they pawned off and sold to other people and be like, oh, Tony's dreaming. It's a bargain. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I think... Gleisner, if you're listening, call, call me. <laughs> but this was not the Castle the Musical as I so wished it t- to be. <laughs> You see how I've got an entire thing in my head? I'm ready for it. I'm ready for, ready for castle. what? Ready for- it's the vibe of the thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Call me. I'm here. It's the vibe. Like a courtroom number? Like all the older courtroom people getting up and starting to along. I'm into it. I'm really into it. I knew I was going to cry going in because... Yes. It is a musical set in an aged care facility. Oh, no. Oh, yes, yep. baby. Mm-hmm. Prepare to cry like a little bitch. So Pine Grove is the name of the aged care community. Okay. Um, Flynn and I, we sit on down. We're like in the fifth or fourth row. We're pretty close. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and the set is, like, there's no curtain. The set is this sort of forced perspective, little shallow, um... Shell of uh, what the what we I assume is the reception area of Pine Grove. Okay, so it's like checkered tiled linoleum floor, bars around the side, like railing for everyone to hold on to, like the cafeteria doors, mm. and like. Uh, so it's very straight away, very like horrible. It's drab. It feels a bit grimy. It feels a bit run down. Show starts, and we're introduced to the two. I would say lead characters. Mm-hmm. Um the first one is the first one that I love the most in the entire show is
1: <laughs> Some say it's hard to pick one. It's not.
0: <laughs> no. I mean, Sophie made a choice, so can I. Yeah.
1: That's true. So uh... <laughs> she's my hero. She's my hero. <laughs> so decisive Sophie
0: <laughs> I can pick one. Kim. <laughs> <laughs> which one of which one of you is gonna grow up to be rich? That one. Oh Rose is the name of the character played by Evelyn Crape. Cool. Yeah, great day. Um, yeah. And Rose is like a... That's such a good name, it sounds pretend. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Um, Evelyn Grape is playing Rose, who is this geriatric woman who has just been admitted to Pine Grove because mm-hmm. she's been deemed uh, unsuitable to live elsewhere mm-hmm. and alone. And mm-hmm. she's like this funky, kooky, eclectic woman who's fighting against it tooth and nail to the bitter end. Okay. Uh, and the other character that we meet in the first moment is, uh, let me find the actual part, Finn, played by Sloane Sedera. Mm-hmm. Who is a young man okay who is as we come to learn answered an ad reaching out for help for like assistance in the home and they will give you free lodging and food mm-hmm. if you like assist with looking after the residents. Cool, which feels a bit dodge. Why does that feel dodge? Well, as we learn later on, oh no. <laughs> Sorry, no, no it's, I just read the title. Okay, it's alright. <laughs> no <laughs> oh God, please! Not Sloane! <laughs> no, no, no Slo- Sloan's fine. Oh good. <laughs> okay. Um and Sloane Um incredible performer. Great. Wonderful voice, really charming, very watchable. I'm g- gonna go ahead and just quickly air my gripes with this show straight away. Ooh, fun. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna get that done first. Because the other character that we made um is Ruby, played by Vidya Macken. And she she is, like, the young. There's two nurses in the home. I'll get through all these characters. That's how I'm going to talk about I'll just list boringly all the characters. <laughs> Ruby is the younger of the two nurses. The other one is Gloria. Gloria is sort of the one who's actually running the home. Mm-hmm. And she's a beautiful, caring woman. Um, Gloria is played by Christina O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's the one who's actually sort of looking after the residents. Because then we have Anne Edmonds, Miss McIntyre, mm-hmm. who's Anne Edmonds, who is, like, a comedian who is best known for, like... Ah, oh, that character on Get Cracking with the two Kates. Yes. Yes, and she's yep. the one who drops dildos everywhere. Right. Love her, love her like- to death. <laughs> It's so wrong. It's so right. I'm obsessed with her, Uh, and she's playing Miss McIntyre, who is like this. You remember that ad where this woman shouts out the window, "Not happy, Jan." Yes, Vivian. That woman. She plays that exact woman, but running an aged care facility, and she hates everyone. Oh right. She's always cutting corners. So Gloria is the one who's actually like making sure the residents are looked after, and Ruby is the younger nurse who is sort of like just starting out and been there for about a year. Uh huh. And the story, unfortunately. (laughs) <laughs> oh no Sorry I've never heard a show Described this way The, show, the story to, Unfortunately Seems to focus on The two young people Ruby and Finn Okay From the get go Up until the end One of the major Plot points of the whole show mm. Spoiler alert for Bloom uh, Is that these two It's enemies to lovers Straight bullshit oh. Of just two young people Who only seem to love Fall in love Because they're the only Two young people around Oh And it's just this, like, I came to this show really excited to see... Because so often in shows you have, like, the one... Like, you've got Robin Nevin, or you have, like, the one actor or actress who is just playing the old character. Yeah. This is a show where we have, like, six, like, older actors playing old, interesting characters. And I came in being, I'm ready for these to be centre stage. I'm mm. ready for their issues to be the main problem. Yeah. And it ended up being, like, yes, it, that was what the show was about. But one of the major plot points we focused on was just these two young people falling in love. And I was like, snooze fest. Oh. I'm fucking bored. I don't care about these characters. And that's made me hate this. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. my God, I was so annoying. And it was the most, I'm sorry, Tom glasner but it was the most conventional bullshit. It was like, it, this really pissed me off. It was, the, it was these two, he's sort of lazy and sort of like doesn't really want to pitch in and work and he wants to be a musician and he, it's this very predictable story where he, like, learns that old people have worth and, like, have things to say. He learns that. He learns that. How old is he? He's meant to be, like, in his, like, very early 20s. Like, 21-ish. Okay. And Ruby is about the same age. She's, like, a young nurse. And she's like, oh, you're a lazy man and I hate you. And then, like, throughout the course of them both growing to inspire these old people, like... Actually, maybe we're in love, I guess. And then, I guess we are supposed to believe that we care about these two people. What do they inspire the old people to do? So, as they... I'll I'll get to that. I'll get to that check. No, don't you worry. So, I just need to air my gripe straight (laughs) away. That really ticked me off. Because I was just so wanting these older people to have the center stage. Yeah. And they did at certain moments. But they were so often, like, the backup characters. Right. And, I mean, when you've got characters like Doug, played by Frankie J. Holden. Okay. Who is a name that my mum reacted to, because my parents also saw this show and loved it. Yeah. My mum said, he was in a band that I really liked. Ah. And he's an amazing singer. Mm. So, good for you, Frankie J. Holden. Um, is a name I actually recognised. I probably should have looked up what band he was in, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and why would you? Old 55 was the band. Okay. Um, who were apparently quite big in the 70s, and also were booked along with, like, the Skyhooks a lot. Right. So... There you go. I don't know anything about them, but my mum said that he's an amazing... Huge. Amazing. Love the man. Um, and yeah, he had an amazing- like, his character, Doug, was like this- So, he- so the, the- the nursing home were introduced to all these characters. Doug is one of them. He's an old man. He's got like a- like a- he's had a stroke in the past. He's struggling to move around. He's like, sort of always clutching his side. And he used to be this, um, tradesman who would help people. And now he's this larrikin that no one needs. So that's his sort of journey. Hmm. And then along with him, we've got, um, where are we? Jackie Reese as Leslie. Hmm. And Jackie Reese, I swear I've seen her in something, but she played um, Leslie, who is another older woman who is a painter. And she's this magnificent painter who is very open with her emotions. And she and Doug have a romantic storyline, which is completely blindsided by the storyline of the two younger lovers. And not given any room to breathe. And the twist isn't that they are them in the future, is it? Oh god, that'll be good. If they, that's the to sequel. It. That's the sequel to Bloomed, <laughs> d Yeah, that's oh it. God. That's it. Um, so we have. So yeah. So I'll just list the rest of the characters. We've got. Um, uh, yeah. So Evelyn Vidya. So we've got Maria Mercedes playing uh, Betty, who is this um, old gal on a on a on a little what are they called a mobility scooter? Okay. On a mobility on a mobility scooter, which is just fun to see on stage, Uh whipping around and everyone sort of jumping out of her way all the time. And uh, (laughs) Betty has a real knack for stealing things. Okay. Which I just think is funny. She's just always pinching stuff behind the backs of everyone else. Well, you've got the wheels. Well, that's the thing. She gets the wheels and then she just drives off into the sunset. She also plays Maria Mercedes, the chef, who is just like, she's walked out of Matilda. She's that chef that served Bruce Bogtrotter a cake. Oh, her blood and sweat is on it. Disgusting, this cake. horrible woman. Oh, yes. But, but she's just always, like, whipping up disgusting delicacies for them because mm-hmm. it's an underfunded aged care facility. Mm-hmm. And then we have Eddie Masali, who plays four characters. Ooh! Yeah. Um, so Eddie is this very... Uh, commanding figure on stage Mm -hmm. he's been in an opera he's an opera singer and you can tell by the way that he just speaks you can hear it in his voice so he commands a lot of space he's this very built man Mm -hmm. and so he plays Sal who is this um, uh, resident of the aged care facility who has dementia can't speak non-verbal um, but he's always involved, they always involve him in everything, which was so lovely. Um, he also plays the, um, aged care facility inspector who comes around, he plays a news reporter at one point, and he plays the, the, uh, handyman that works there, uh, Trev, mm. who is always, like, trying to fix up after things. Um, then we also have John O'May playing Roland, who is this confused old man. He's a camp old actor, which was so silly. Like, every scene, he would have some sort of fourth wall comment on, like, Lights up! Or something like that. And he uh-huh. was just this silly old queen that was very fun. Right. Um, so that's the cast we're working with. Was he explicitly a gaybo? Or he was just... Yes, he had, like, one or two lines where he would talk about, like, um, like Sloane had his shirt off at one point and And I think he, he one of his comments is like, Along the lines of "Don't put it back on" or something like that. Like, fine. he was yeah, <laughs> enough to be like, "Oh, you are a gamer." Like, sure, that's fine. Well,
1: that's that's a generous reading, but that. no, he didn't ever
0: have a partner or anything.
1: <laughs> no, or he was never like, "I'm gay and I love it." No, oh no. God,
0: no. no, 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 they're still old. What
1: do you mean they're still old? They're
0: still old. They're still going to be a bit repressed. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, come on, <laughs> let's, let's be serious. Um, so, this show. <laughs> Let's be serious. Come on, Jay. Okay. Come on. So this show was beautiful in displaying and conveying the struggles behind aged care. Mm. Um, And working where I do at at a hospital, I've spoken to a lot of nurses who have done aged care, and there is this consensus that it is just a pit where people go and there's no money in it. There's no money being thrown at it. There is just places where people are put and they just sit there. Mm. And so this show is all about... Um, the manager, Miss McIntyre, um, trying to get as much money out of the situation and cutting as much funding as she can from everything. So these aged care residents, that's why they, that's why Gloria puts out the ad to get, um, Finn in to help. And it's this situation where their bus is broken down. So we watch these aged care residents just sit in this aged care home for weeks without being able to leave the place and they have no enrichment, they have no chance to get out and there's one scene where the bus has been they think the bus has been fixed and they all get their little jackets on and they're all ready to go out to the park and they're all excited and then the bus breaks again and they all just have to sit in the aged care just wasting the last days of their lives like it is horrible like it's It's really grim, but with that, Tom Gleisner is very good at sort of balancing that with the Tom Gleisner of it all. It it is a musical. A lot of the numbers are quite kitschy and fun and camp. Mm. There's a really funny number where um, Eddie, as the inspector, comes along to have a look at Pine Groves. And they do this fabulous, like, Welcome to Pine Groves! Big, like, kickline number about, Mm. like, how fabulous it is to be there and the quality of the meals. And it's all these um, people being wheeled around in their walkers and stuff. They do a lot with... Um, the gripes of being old. Sure. And they make it work. But it was th- it's just undercut by this mm. overwhelming sadness. Yeah. And desperation. There's one line... There's a lot of lines that stuck with me in the show. And I think they handled it really well, the actual plight of aged care workers. There's one line where Gloria, who's been there for about ten years is talking to Ruby and Ruby is the younger nurse and she's complaining about this is ridiculous we can't keep going on like this like we need more funding we need to do this why aren't we doing this and Gloria has this really good comment where she says this is exactly what all you young nurses do. You come in, you spend about a year here and you get upset and frustrated and want to change the system and then you fuck off and leave us. Mm. And that's exactly what happens. They're like there's no staff because no one can actually stay there, which is why nothing changes because no one's there long enough to actually say anything. Mm. And it just cut me so hard. I was like, "Oh, Gloria is like Gloria is these women who is who are trying to make the world better. These men who are trying to actually improve the system, but can't because there's no resources. And so what they have to do is give old people, like, bits of pipe cleaner and little beads and ask them to make, like, paper mache art instead of going to the park because the bus is broken down. Mm. So so throughout the whole show, I'm just, yeah, I was feeling real sad. Frankie J. Holden had this beautiful moment. I say beautiful. It was really depressing. Um, But this really well-acted moment where he's sort of, like, going on a tangent with... Uh, Finn about like his life and they're all sort of having a laugh and then all of a sudden out of nowhere He gets this like heart palpitation or something that causes him to just drop to the ground and the every all this Momentum stops and they have to get him back up on the chair and he has this really Horrible and realistic moment of like about a minute where he just has to gasp and catch his breath And they have to like be like it's okay, Doug It's okay and get him back in and I don't know. I just needed to share that because it really made me sad, and it was just made me made me very at once in love with Frankie J Holden as a performer because I just found him so alluring to watch, mm. and he had this incredible energy that I just wanted to continue to watch the entire time. How amazing that like a pop star came to be someone so impressive in so many different ways. A hundred percent. And I think it also helps with the character that he is—the sort of man that has he has his singing voice is very rock and roll, mm. so he's got like. He's got the chutzpah to be able to sing in any sort of register. Like, he's Mm. just, yeah, I don't know. I really, I really found, and it, again, pissed me off that I wasn't able to see Frankie J. Holden be more of a central character in this show Mm. and drive the story. It it just, yeah, I don't know. It it felt like a real missed opportunity to Mm. me. Case in point, one of the songs that's the story of my life.
1: Yeah, from Shrek. Yeah, yeah, (laughs)
0: yeah. That was a great crossover. No, you fool. (laughs) It's just called the same thing. Songs, they can use more than... Shut up, (laughs) you ugly. I panicked. Um. Oh, God! I panicked. Um.
1: When I was little, I thought that every baby had to have a different name. So people wouldn't get confused. And so you thought that there were no other jakes? I, yeah. (laughs) I guess I did think that. I was pretty small. Beautiful. But pretty small. Uh, and how
0: things have changed gone the other way in both directions well done you're a fucker so I know. the story of my life the story of my life. musical so yes. we've had all these beautiful songs uh, uh, Sloane has sung this beautiful song for, as Finn about like wanting to like get out and do stuff and have a life Ruby to to be fair let me get back up here Vidya Macan as Ruby Vidya Macan Vidya Macan along with Frankie J Holden one of my favourites in the show mm. incredible performer terrific voice um, had this song towards the start, "The Best Is Yet to Be," where she sort of reminisces about where she's come from and where she's going and what she's going to do in the healthcare world, mm. and just belted the shit out of the stage. Oh, the stage! Thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really painful. <laughs> um, and just, I just, I'm in love with Vidya. I just obsessed. Mm. I, 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 having now seen her on this show, on this show, and then looked her up afterwards. I know that she is a figure in like. Um, what's that show You just mentioned when? The news The news uh, What's wrong with you What's wrong with the news What's up with the news Have you been paying attention Have you been paying attention Yes That's the one Is she like, on that She's been on that Oh cool Yeah so she is a, like a figure And has a, a following Which I'm glad Because she's amazing mm. um, But She um, She's getting Finn Into working At the aged care facility And in- encourages him To go around And meet all the residents And he does And that's where We get the song It's the story of my life Yes. Which is where they shoehorn in, in about four lines each for the residents, yes. the story of their lives.
1: Oh, I hope mine can be summarised like that.
0: Oh, God, right? This is meant to be a musical where we learn that, you know, we learn. That we uncover people. that old yeah. people have worth. And they tell us in four lines each, like, I was once an actor, now I'm not. That's the story of my life. Then the next one comes in is like, I used to be a painter, now I'm not. That's the story of my life. And meanwhile, we they get those... Work. They have words. They have words. It's not
1: very much. No.
0: <laughs> Apparently. God. And then after that one song is when Finn's like, oh, Wait, I guess then... I was wrong and old people are Wait, that are song valuable. teaches him that lesson? Yeah, he's like, I guess I've connected with these old people now. Because they sung this song to me. And it, n- not just... They like each came up and said, it's time for me to tell you the story of my life, Finn. Here it is. It just felt so mutton-handled. It was... Oh. Yeah, that was a shame. Anywho... Captivating and beautiful moments that I loved. Yes. Here we go. Okay. Um, They go to the park. They eventually get the bus working and they go to the park against Miss McIntyre's wishes. And it's really cute because all the oldies are like, oh, we're going to do it. And then all Gloria gets on board and gets them into the bus and they all go and they're being naughty. And they go to the park. So the set up until this point has been that that forced perspective roof. Mm. Then that wall behind it, the sort of shallow cutout, that rises up. And there's more of these, like, uh, forced perspective panels to represent the roof going back. And it's a deeper um, stage that has these pillars that are part of the aged care facility. They're just pillars. Um, I don't know how else to describe them to you. Okay. Uh, And it's like this drab linoleum floor, drab, like, sort of greenish walls. So they go to the park. And then these roof panels, the ceilings, lift up. And they reveal these beautiful trees. Like, the pillars are actually growing up into trees. Mm. And instead of leaves, they're covered in photos of, like, what we assume are memories of these old people's past lives. Like, like their past. Their lives. Okay. And just this image of all of them in this beautiful park, just sitting with each other, just under the trees of all these Polaroids and pictures, and they're all just finally getting out and having fun. Mm. Oh, so beautiful. So, Rose... Throughout the show is this sort of driving force for Finn to sort of get out there and find some self-worth and do some stuff. And she has this wonderful song where she sort of encourages uh, Vidya, um, Ruby, to go out and do the same thing. And it should have been a bit uh, cheesy and shit. Mm. Because it was very much a song where it's like, If you want to do it, go and do it. Like, it was very that. But (laughs) the way... The the way that Evelyn played Rose just made me so entranced and so... I felt swaddled. Like, I felt like I was being swaddled in a knitted scarf that she had made for me. It was so nice. I don't know, man. I just... This musical made me feel a lot of things. A lot of them bad. A lot of them good. Mm. Um, Yeah. There was one scene. Now, this... I'm going to bring... I'm bringing in our old friend, the content warning goose, a bit early. Oh, wow. Here he is. Unlike him. Here he is. To turn up on time. That's him waddling up. (laughs) Honk, honk. Um, He got here on time. Welcome, sir. Um, (laughs) I'm still skeptical about your value. But but here he is. (laughs) Death. It's about death. So, not to spoil anything, I'm not going to say anything about... Who dies? Okay, but it's an aged care facility. Yes, someone dies. Of course, because of all the shootings. Because of all the shootings yes. in aged care facilities. <laughs> no, Jake, because they're old. They're old, oh, no. and they're, it has one of the most touching depictions of like the dying process on stage. Mm. Like it's the it's it's Ruby and Finn looking after this person who who is dying, and. They sort of do this time lapse thing where they show them leaning the patient forward, looking after them, making sure they're propped up, checking under them to see if they've soiled themselves, like making sure they're comfortable. And all the while this patient is doing the pre-death things, like reaching up into the air as if they're seeing someone and, 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 and going cold and eyes not really focusing. And Finn asks at one point, Like, he's sort of panicking, and he says to Ruby, like, what do we do? What do we do? We need to do something. What do we do? And the response is just, we already are, just by the fact that they're sitting there and being with the person. Mm. And it just made me cry, cry, cry. And they just sit with this patient while they die, and then they die, and they go. And then they have this beautiful ceremony for them, where all these old people gather around and recount memories of this person. And I just... I'm getting goosebumps just feeling it now. Mm. And then, so, mm. you asked earlier what Finn what Finn does to connect with the old people and, and educate them and teach them and be a part of them. Yes, how does Finn enrich their lives? Fuck Finn. So he's <laughs> a musician, so he leads their... They have a choir. Uh-huh. They form a little choir, uh-huh. which they do. And okay. he plays the piano, uh-huh. and they have a little choir. So throughout the show, they sort of come together and sing. And they, they sing songs together and they sort of keep each other happy. And then towards the end, they're all so they're, one of the characters has died. They all come together to do this song. And they all put on these little costumes. Mm-hmm. And let what me- are they dressed as? Well, hold sluts. on. Sluts. <laughs> I should point out the set was by Dan Barber and the costume was by Charlotte Lane. Cool. Because the costumes for the. They weren't dressed as sluts! <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on what you think a slut is. <laughs> they had these beautiful... So, they were made to look patchy and homemade. These little, like, green, like, oversized robes. Like, sacky sort of robes. Yeah. And then they had these little, like... It looked like they were made from paper. Big flowers they wore over their head. Like a, like a big dandelion going around their entire head. Oh, yeah. And they each had different flowers. And they all came on at the end... And they sang their song with their beautiful little flowers and they just were just a bunch of old people Mm -hmm. just singing in these beautiful outfits. Mm -hmm. And I once again cried, Jake.
1: And it felt beautiful? It didn't feel condescending? No,
0: it felt beautiful because they they came forward, that little wall came down and then the wall came up and this character who had just died, their photo frame was replaced by these beautiful, big, like, handmade flowers like blooming over the entire um, aged care facility. Oh. And they stood in front of it, Just, I don't know, it just the image of it made me feel so moved and it was mm. just so beautiful. This gorgeous feeling of this choir... I don't know, man. It just okay. really got me. Did it make you
1: want to do anything about the aged care system in this country? Yeah, but I'm not going to. <laughs> because they get to turn into flowers.
0: Ah, well, I thought about being a nurse, but I don't care enough about people. I don't care enough about poo, and I don't care enough about oldies. You know, I can't do it. Right, it is, yeah. It I is. think I would, be, I would be counterproductive in that environment. Right, because you don't have enough of a fecal passion to enjoy nursing. You need to love poo. <laughs> or you need to be ambivalent to poo. Right. And Jake, what do we think about Pooh? I don't. Three, two, one. It's I bad. never ever think about it. <laughs> um, yeah. Throughout the show, Gloria, um, played by Christina O'Neill, plays this very recognisable, worn down but persistent nurse. Like this, this character of the, she's accepted the things she can't change, so she's now focusing on the things that she can. She can keep going, and that was just this wonderful sort of overarching character to have keeping everything sort of level she to me was the most real character okay because Finn I did not like mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Ruby uh, I I thought was wonderful but a bit too energetic for me <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> um, and then all the old ca- all, all the elders did feel a little bit caricature okay like there were a little bit send-ups of what these people could be but even for a musical. Even uh, I'll know for a musical. I mean, okay. But Gloria was just this tried and tested real character that sort of kept everything centered. Like mm. she was the anchor that everything sort of swirled around. Yeah. Because Miss McIntyre, played by Anne Edmonds, mm. was this absolute pantomime villain. Cool. Like ridiculous. She has this one line that made me laugh, laugh, laugh. She's got, she often throughout the show she'll go to the intercom and do these announcements. And she'll one of the announcers was like. Um, we were going to get a beauty pamperer in, but that's been cancelled. I don't know what they were going to do. There's not much to work with. We'll just turn down the lights. Which I thought was quite funny. Sure. Yeah, so the show is peppered with that sort of comedy. Um, yeah, overall, Jake. Yes. I was really disappointed. <laughs> which is my
1: character when I wear overalls. <laughs> <laughs> it's overall,
0: Jake. You could never take anything <laughs> seriously, Jake.
1: I'm, I'm trying to cope As best I can Cope
0: better <laughs> Cope better Yeah Overall I was a bit disappointed I felt like I wanted this show To be a, a centrepiece For these older people To shine And they did In the roles they had And what they got to do they were just sort of swept to the side quite often as funny side characters for like why weren't these hot kids the like the background characters why weren't they punchlines
1: for the elderly
0: exactly why weren't they like this fucking guitar there there was one there was one who said like I'm 25 at one point said Finn and Rose got the line I've got a hip replacement older than you which was quite funny sure that was quite funny but more of that exactly why were they the ones that had all the centre songs had all the beautiful moments had the lovers, to, the enemies to lovers plot line I learned way too much about Finn's boring fucking life <laughs> I didn't care about the fact that he was a musician and wanted to go to uni and his parents didn't quite like him and he didn't quite know it I didn't need to know any of that no
1: because also as well seems like that story doesn't need to take place in an old care home no you could take their love story and put it on literally any background yeah. you wanted it's happened in most movies We get it, and
0: it was the most annoying thing. Like, as soon as he and Ruby had this moment where they sort of looked at each other a certain way, Flynn and I just sort of had this sort of look of like at each other of like oh fuck we're doing this mm. why do we have to do this in every show I don't need to see men and women falling in love I yeah. get it I've seen it my parents have done that I've lived with that Yeah. and I don't need to see two conventionally attractive young people fall in love they found each other they found hooray <laughs> oh, wow you mean the only two hot young people fall in love <laughs> oh fuck me oh god the more I talk about it the more pissed off I get we need yeah. to stop talking about the show I like the show I enjoyed seeing the older actors get a chance to actually do something rather than be the one old character. Mm. It was nice to see like a network off of them like interact with each other. Mm-hmm. But fuck, those two young people annoyed me. Vidya, incredible as a performer, the characters just really irritated me. I was like, you don't need to be here. Or hmm. well, they needed to be supremely under underplayed. Like they needed to be devalued as characters. <laughs> like sure. they-, they needed to be like enable us for these old people to have wonderful stories put them in charge of props literally let them dish out the props there were <laughs> enough props that they needed someone <laughs> anywho bloom it blomped it blomped <laughs> no it really did yeah yeah I, re- I, was, I was so excited for this show and it just that alone was the only thing that really made me go oh fuck the music was quite fun the dancing was really great it was all quite energetic. It just literally, the story didn't add up for me. It was just like, what story are you trying to tell? Mm-hmm. That young people will always find each other and fall in love? No matter what the circumstances are. <laughs> Can we stop this? I'm getting really worked up. I'm well, getting really angry. it's fine
1: because we have the castle, the musical, the series to yes. look forward to.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely Go team Mm -hmm. Proud of us Proud of you Mm -hmm. Proud of you dear listener
1: Ah Sweet listener Sweet listener Thanks for being here
0: Yeah thanks for being here Um, We believe in any projects You're working on currently And we want to come and see them So if you are doing something Let us know Reach out If you're doing a show If you're doing something That isn't strictly speaking theatre We still want to see it We have an email We have an Instagram They're both exactly What you think they would be His tone, James What? I don't know He's looking at you Oh yuck I
1: do I I like the idea that maybe that strangely hollow seeming encouragement will help somebody get over the line with making their project a reality. Hey, pick up that pen.
0: Pick up that pen and put in the work, baby. People gotta hear your voice. Hey, unless your voice is bad. (laughs) In which case, you know, you'll find out. Really quick. But maybe your voice is just strange and that's all the more reason to make sense. We need more strange voices.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we always need more strange voices. Um, yeah, no, if your voice is the same type of good that everything else that we claim is good is that type of good, don't do anything. <laughs> Be weirder. Anyway, <laughs> James.
0: Yes, Jake? Yes. Um, yeah, we may already disagree with everything we just said. Yes, human beings' opinions change. It's part of evolution. It's what we are. It's what we do. Yes. And if they're not changing, you're in a cult. You're in a cult. Get out. You've been brainwashed to have a mind that stays sedentary. And that's what happens when you get put in an aged care facility that's underfunded. Oh, my goodness. There you go. To bring it back.
1: Yes. Um, it could also happen if you are not supported sufficiently by your parents emotionally and you secretly want to be a dancer. That could also cause some miserable stagnification. That
0: could. We could list a whole bunch of these. We could. That would be a depressing way to end the episode. That's true. Our friends, don't let friends become theater critics because mm. that's another way that minds stagnate. Is I it guess. James? Sure. I wanted to keep on theme.
1: Oh yes. <laughs> you realise <laughs> that, that this episode itself hold has me and a theme.
0: Hold <laughs> and hold me fast. What's the theme? The, the theme being theater is kind of
1: debatably the theme. I wouldn't say the it's, it's a theme. I would say that's the top, like the topic. That's like what we talk about. Noir is a genre. And also the sound of a one lipped person making a kissing sound.
0: Noir. And, noir.
1: and on that, <laughs> we bid you see you soon. We bid you noir.
0: noir. noir.